Yes, I did see that XQC was live streaming the Batman movie on Kick, which is insane. Imagine getting a deal for $100 million and then doing something that could potentially like ruin that deal. Because like obviously Kick does have a terms of service. It's just they don't enforce it all that much, which is often the case with the smaller companies. There's not a lot of scrutiny. There's not as likely the possibility of getting sued or something because they're small. But obviously with all the attention being drawn on Kick recently, anyone at Kick is probably not wanting, looking to get sued for broadcasting movies. <laughs> it's funny, like every time we talk about Kick, there's always someone like, well, you know, every single person who goes over to Kick has a direct line to like the CEO and can talk to them personally and they respond to their messages. And it's just like, that's impossible to do at scale, right? Every single person on the website cannot personally talk to the higher ups. And as more people get on the website, obviously it's gonna be even less feasible. It's just weird how many things people point to as benefits of Kick that are simply things that Twitch once upon a time had and only lost because they got big. And the things that kick will necessarily have to also lose when they get big. Did you know that if you're at a smaller company, you can get more attention and they have more time for you because they have less of a user base? Wow. <laughs> a viewer in chat claims that kick is reducing Twitch's viewership. So kick was founded October 2022 and saw an astounding 200,000 signups in a little over 24 hours. This is Twitch's viewership over the years. So how this works is you can see down here 2012, you can see over the year, it climbed until at the end of the year, it was 121K. Then it starts in 2013 at 148K and slowly goes up over here. 2014 slowly goes up, 2015 slowly goes up. You can compare the years this way. So every single year was better for Twitch than the last. But in 2020, look at what COVID did. Wow, insane numbers. When it goes down a little bit, you know, and then goes back up again. This just depending upon the part of the year, like certain parts of the year are worse, right? And so then it goes into, go from 2020, uh, go from 2020 into 2021 up here. But then in 2021, we start to see a dip. This is the first year where at the end of the year, Twitch is doing worse than they were at the beginning. Then we move into 2022 and oh look, the same thing happens again. Twitch is losing viewership. This is of course because COVID restrictions were being removed and uh, everyone was going back to work and was going back to school and all that stuff. So people had less time for Twitch. We move into 2023 here. This is the time when Kick is growing. Kick, Kick is the website, right? It's, it's here. And look at this. Oh, look, the viewership isn't changing at all. It is right now the exact same as it was at the beginning of the year. Exactly the same. There is not a single dip in this at all. And people are like, this is gonna kill Twitch, man. Twitch is gonna die. Apparently not. We'll watch this over the coming months, but it's important to remember that XQC isn't this website. XQC is still a tiny, tiny portion of the viewer base of this website. 60,000 people, like it wouldn't even register here. We'll see what happens as it goes on, but how long did it take after Mixer acquired Ninja for Mixer to shut down? August 2019 was when Ninja went to Mixer and Mixer shut down July 2020. So we're talking like a year. Now, it is entirely possible that Stake is willing to lose more money than Microsoft was willing to. Mixer is not exactly the same as Stake. I mean Kick, where they're basically the same thing. Gambling money is potentially bottomless, but Nothing right now is suggestive that they're different enough that history is going to play out differently. There's no evidence that this having any true impact on Twitch. And I say that in large part because you need to remember that the amount of people who even know what Kick is or care about this at all are a tiny portion of Twitch's user base. And of those people, only a tiny fraction will move. And Kick is still, as far as I'm aware, largely only in the English market. And Twitch is half not English. So what's this graph? I know like two thirds is English. So it's like a third of Twitch that Kick can't touch, at least not presently. 
So I hope that gave you a bit more of a overview of Twitch versus Kick right now. We'll keep watching in the future, but again, I don't know why anyone would want a gambling funded website to win. Ultimately, the end game of Kick beating Twitch is that Kick becomes Twitch, but there will just be a lot more gambling and there'll be a lot more conversions to people gambling on stake and destroying their lives with gambling. Why would you want that? There'll be no other differences other than that. Because at, at that scale, Twitch is doing what it needs to do to survive and reach profitability. So we talked before about how XQC was broadcasting a, a Batman movie on Kick. He was re apparently reprimanded to some degree, but now he's back broadcasting episodes of Breaking Bad on Kick. Got 52,000 viewers. It's insane that some people would put forth this idea that the large streamers are just really talented, entertaining folks when this is what they have to do to keep an audience. They've got nothing. They don't know how to be entertaining. And so they just have to sit there for hours and then watching other people's YouTube videos and or now broadcasting TV. How desperate do you need to be? How frightened are you of losing your audience that you have to broadcast Breaking Bad to get people to watch you? Guys, I, I know you don't really want to watch me, but I've, I've got Breaking Bad, so it's worth staying. Please, please. Like, I wonder what's going through his head here. Because obviously there is always the slim possibility that this is going to lead to a legal challenge that will cause Kick to get shut down. Does XQC not care about the people trying to grow on Kick? Does he not think about them? Or maybe this is a business strategy to keep himself in the limelight, but it won't last forever. Like, what's the mentality here? He's already got $100 million. He was already rich before this. Like, what, what's his game here? He was already the most popular live stream on Twitch.tv by a long margin. Why move somewhere else and continue to care about being the largest creator? Who fucking cares? Like, you gotta wonder if, like, they forgot to put into his contract that he can't intentionally violate TUS, that they didn't put into his contracts, like, various sanctions that would be applied if he got himself banned or something. I mean, maybe they forgot to do that, and so XQC is like, if they end up banning me, then I just get to keep all the money. But surely, like, a company like Stake would have lawyers that would recognize that they need to put such clauses in to say you can't just, like, tank the website the second you got here. And if you did, you'd have to pay us X amount of money. But I'll say again, People who have a creative people who have something to give the world, don't do this. It just reeks of desperation and showcases who XQC really is as a person. But again, that's the same with all the, all the reactors. They can't compete. They don't know what to do. So they just leech off more talented people. So again, highlighting how top heavy Twitch is as a website. Here is a graph that shows the top 50 Twitch streamers by watch time hours. Just looking at English speaking streamers. So this is for spring 2023. XQC had 38 million hours watched and he's first and 50th is pokey lols with 3.1 million so the top person has 10 times the watch time hours as the 50th person 10 times like xqc clearly is not 10 times more entertaining than any of the people down here it's one of those things where if you can get near the top get yourself exposure keep yourself permanently online usually by watching other people's YouTube videos, you can pump up those numbers to an extreme degree that no one else will be able to do. It's interesting though, looking at these names and how many of them I don't know. I know, I'd say half of them. Alexian Distortion up here, one of the best speedrunners of all time, potentially, arguably the best, depending upon how you're measuring things, good dude. But a lot of these people have been around for eons. Like I talk about Baru, for example. It's weird they cut off the Admiral part of his name. Like Baru, isn't really growing at all. He's losing viewers, but he's, he's just kept like a an average of 5k viewers pretty much forever. 
But he goes back way back in the platform. Like, he's back down here at, like, 2015. Some of these guys have been around, like, Shroud, Lyric, Summit, Soda Pop. Some of these people have been around for, like, 10 years. And it's like, obviously, in the last 10 years, there has been people who've come to the platform who are more entertaining than these people. But once you're cemented at the top, it's very hard to fall off it unless you just quit. And of course, as long as they're willing to sit there for hours and end watching YouTube videos, I guess not all of them, but let's be real. Gotta stop talking about reaction content if all these people reactors. But obviously it does help. I just mean that one of the best ways for new blood in the industry to be able to get into the higher positions is for those people to retire, to burn out, to leave. But so much of live streaming and maintaining your popularity is like people just keeping you on as background noise. You're a familiar bit of background noise. And to do that doesn't take much skill. Once you're up there, you'll have those many thousands of people who just will have you on as a matter of habit, keeping you high enough in the recommendation system that you continue to be recommended and always find new audiences. Like once you're at the top, streaming is easy mode. It's getting to that point, which is incredibly difficult. Right place, right time. And that time usually being like 10 years ago. <laughs> just sucks that this platform doesn't reward creativity, ingenuity. It rewards the old guard. So I do not follow Pokimane closely, but she doesn't seem to stream all that much these days. And consequently, she has understandably begun to lose her, her audience. So you can see from 2020 here, she's you know, averaging 20,000 viewers or whatever. And she's all the way down here to like pushing 5, 10K. But you can see like the spottiness of her streaming over this time, like a, a stream every couple of weeks or whatever. Whatever she's doing with her life, she clearly isn't like on the grinds to be the biggest thing on Twitch. Nevertheless, a lot of people still really do not like her and she's been somewhat raked across the coals on Twitter. One of the reasons is her criticism of XQC and his taking of his $100 million deal. Some of it can be shown in this uh, clip here. Pokemon responds to viewers asking if she would join Kick for 10 million. No, and it's not because I got like $10 million. It's just because I'm good as I am. Why would I <clears throat> compromise my morals and ethics for more money when I have money? Something about that is so cringe to me personally. Like I, I understand, you know, if you, if you need to make money, right? For, for me to do cringe shit when I have my- I can't. Like, ew. <laughs> How do I- Can someone put this into words better than I can? It's almost embarrassing. To be honest, this is the same thing that I've communicated in previous rambles, but I did it a little bit more eloquently. <laughs> She may have just been tired or something. Like she's just vibing, just chilling. I'm not saying that she couldn't have communicated this better in a different circumstance. I'm only watching a clip here. Maybe she explained herself better after that point. I don't know. I'm not judging Pokemon here, but obviously I've communicated the same thing where XQC didn't need to take this hundred million because he already had many millions of dollars. Pokemon, speaking of her personally, she did have one of the first Twitch contracts when they were giving out tens of millions of dollars to keep people exclusive on the platform. She picked that up. Who knows how much money was she received? But it was obviously a lot of money. And due to her business interests she's had over the years and being a top creator on Twitch for a long time, she has more money than she could ever possibly need. So her stance here of like, why would I move to kick for 10 million if I consider the, the platform to be immoral? And I'm like, well, that makes perfect sense to me. And I've also communicated the fact that I can understand why a person who needs money might do something a little bit shady, a little bit gray, 
might take one of these contracts if like it's the difference between life or death or the difference between being set for life and grinding your life away that kind of thing but for a person who's already got ridiculous sums of money like xqc there's no reason to do this but in xqc's case he has no morals he doesn't care about anyone but himself if it's either that or what's also probably a factor he's too dumb to realize the potential ethical ramifications of what he does he doesn't realize how things he does might impact other people either that or again he just doesn't care it's hard to tell because he is a moron and he does a lot of things that can potentially harm others so either he doesn't realize or he doesn't care you think it's both could be either or in different cases i don't think this stance that pokemon has put forth here is a wrong one it seems like a perfectly reasonable stance to take but she got like crushed for it she then started to say like other people have said this exact same thing and not received flack for it and she's right some people have argued though that because she was somewhat involved with the banning of gambling on twitch that she may be somewhat salty because the banning of gambling on twitch ultimately led to the creation of kick in the first place whether she likes that or not was at least somewhat involved in the creation of that however i think that's giving pokemon a little bit too much credit i don't think pokemon has the ability to alter the course of twitch to that degree and there were many people calling for at least some reduction of gambling on twitch even though of course they didn't ban it completely which many people point out whenever anyone criticizes kick for being funded by gambling and existing mainly to for gambling twitch still has a lot of gambling on this website and receives funding from sports bets and stuff i still would argue there's a big difference between something being a small facet of a website and another website existing entirely for that purpose in the most direct way possible regardless it is conceivable that this is impacting pokemon's assessment of these things but who really knows so there's been a lot more discussions of kick for a variety of different reasons and we may cover some of them i'm not sure how deep i'm going to go with this but one statement that i made on twitter i think is a good one so dr disrespect tweeted out 50 million is my number with a kick targeting symbol around his head saying like hey you want me to stream on that platform you got to pay me 50 million seeing this i tweeted out a downside of kick signaling that they have stupid amounts of money and will overspend for creators is large creators can't freely stream there without potentially giving up that payday i won't stream on that platform for anything less than 50 million creator says of kick if you're going to pay for a creator you're going to try for those who are unlikely to come otherwise say what you will about other platform agreements there was no indication they were limitless fuck it give the guy who can barely speak 100 mil sends a different message like if you're a person who's getting say 10,000 viewers right now on twitch or youtube why would you willingly move to kick and potentially forego millions of dollars and i do think 15 mil for dr disrespect is way too high <laughs> I think a better use of money to grow a stream platform is to pay more smaller creators, not a couple really large ones. I disagree. The small, medium ones you can expect to come if you can manage to shift the larger ones and move their audiences. I just keep having to say this over and over again. This model of buying large creators to try and build your platform has not succeeded yet. So it's very hard to say exactly how to do it to succeed because no one's done it yet. Like in a case where they literally just bought like let's say the top thousand creators on Twitch and move them to kick. Would that be enough? At that point, I would assume probably, at that point you'd need like many billions of dollars. And how long would it take for you to make that money back when live streaming already doesn't seem to be a profitable business? And at that point, why don't you just buy Twitch? And even then you only get them for a couple of years, potentially in a non-exclusive capacity. It's just so hard to imagine how this can work. But of course, I'm assessing this more just on the basis of just this one move. It's possible that this and other things could lead to success. 
it isn't as though Kick's only strategy is just buying large creators. They're obviously doing other forms of marketing on Twitter and stuff. As I say, I'm, I'm still just very skeptical it's going to be enough. And I'll reiterate, as I have before, I don't think Kick is a good platform. I don't see how it ultimately provides benefit to creators as a whole or viewers as a whole, other than simply not being Twitch. But ultimately, I believe that Kick over a long enough period would just end up being Twitch 2.0, but with more gambling. And I don't see additional gambling as being an asset. Would I stream there? There is obviously an amount of money that would convince me to stream there. For the reason that each of us has conflicting values, things that we want or, or what have you. And when your values conflict, there's always going to be some circumstance where one of your values will override the other. As I say, I think Kick's main goal is to get people to be problem gamblers. But I mean, if you offered me a billion dollars, obviously my value of my own life or myself or whatever would override any belief as to what harm I'm possibly going to do by going to Kick and impacting others. Obviously, I put a big weight in terms of like caring about my impact and not harming others, but there would obviously be a limit on that, as there is with everyone. Even while I think Kick's ultimate goal is to get people to gamble, there has to be some circumstances where I would find myself streaming on Kick. Whether that be a ridiculous sum of money where I believe I could offset any harm that I would potentially do by being on the platform, or I have literally no choice. Let's say I get banned from Twitch, I get banned from YouTube, and Kick is my only option, I stream on Kick then. But in terms of winningly going to Kick, it's way down my list. Like, obviously, I'd move to YouTube first. But yeah, I just want to put that out there, as in, there is almost nothing that you can conceive of that I wouldn't be willing to do under some circumstances. It's more that it depends on how realistic those circumstances are. Would you kill a child to save the universe? My answer is, yeah, I would. Because the child would die either way. But that's not a realistic circumstance. I would never make an absolute statement like, I will never stream on, on kick. What I can say, though, is it would require extraordinary circumstances that are not realistic for me to end up on kick at any point. Like, people have been throwing shit at each other on Twitter for days about whether or not kick funded by stake is worse than Twitch funded by Amazon. Is Amazon really better than stake gambling crypto company whatever? And whether it's morally wrong to go on kick even if you're not personally advertising gambling. And I found that a lot of things that people have said have been ridiculously stupid. Like, ridiculously stupid. And I look at them and go, wow, who cares? Is it really worth my time to explain why some of this is dumb? And on some level it does, only for entertainment. In no way does it matter for changing people's minds. But, uh, I stayed largely out of it, but I did tweet two things eventually, because I was bored while waiting for my appointment. So my first tweet was, why, yes, I have enjoyed watching people roleplay caring about ethics while spending hours a day watching other people's painstakingly produced videos in order to avoid work and to re-upload those works to their YouTube channels. I hope they pretend to be wizards next. Bravo. <laughs> My other tweet was, Sure, Kick is bad, but Amazon is bad too. Twitch even has gambling on it. So rather than attempting to remove gambling from Twitch, we should all move to Kick, which pays Amazon heaps of money in order to exist and will absolutely never remove gambling. So... To discuss the issues more than this, I would have to go to Moist Critical's Twitter and talk about some of the things he said that, uh, wow. It's not only that he said these things, but also that he got so many likes saying them. So it started off with this guy, Ostanox. Anyone who streams on Kick is working for an illegal gambling subsidiary, selling out their audience for a cash grab. You are bad people, and there's a reason they're dropping millions to convert your viewers into addicts. 
Sorry, but if you need to explain to you how Kick is funneling viewers into gambling on stake when the site was created by stake and the top sponsored gambling streamers after Twitch banned slots, you're a moron. Or you get it and you're being paid enough to pretend you don't. So it's got like 14,000 likes. A discussion of whether or not I agree with this would be best done looking at Charlie's response. This take is a little confusing. Amazon is also an evil company with countless human rights violations and exploitation. So why is it morally okay to directly convert your audience to Amazon Prime subscribers for Twitch viewing benefits? Something being bad isn't a binary. Things are not good or bad in a binary. It is a spectrum. Every single company that has ever existed ever has done something bad by the nature of their being around long enough and affecting enough people, even if it's simply running over someone's big toe. Saying, ah, but other company bad too, is not an argument. You have to make a case why it is worse. In life, we don't choose pure things, pure good things. We pick the least worst things or the thing that is better than the alternative. Simply saying, ah, Amazon done bad too, doesn't make it as bad as steak. You can have two things that are in the category of bad and they'd be so widely different that just asserting they're the same without an argument is just stupid. It's like you have a, a person who knocks a person into a wall. That's a bad thing to do. That's not kind. And the person who chops off another person's head. It's like, yeah, they've both done something bad there. It doesn't make them the same, right? Does he have an argument as to say why Amazon is equivalently as bad as Stake, a company that only exists to turn people into problem gamblers and take their money? Like, what is the upside of Stake's existence? There isn't one. It only exists to psychologically manipulate people and take their money. Amazon, at the very least, provides goods and services of value to countless millions of people. In an ideal world is one where stake doesn't exist and what stake does to get money also does not exist. To the degree we can reduce it as much as possible. If Amazon didn't, didn't exist, the services and functions that Amazon does, we would still want to exist. These are not equivalent just because they've both done bad things. Worse than this to me is the suggestion as it continues here. Twitch has Amazon advertised everywhere and incentivize your audience to buy their services while watching you. In no way are viewers harmed by the advertisement of Amazon to them. If a person is, a t is advertising gambling with the knowledge that this will convert people into problem gamblers and just lose the money, this is very different than a person advertising buying goods and services on digital storefront. In one case, a viewer cannot benefit. In another, a person being provided goods and services. Both can cause harm to other people hypothetically, but obviously there's at least a degree of separation there. I don't know how you could argue that these things are the same thing. Because again, we don't pick pure things in this world. We pick the least bad thing or the thing that's better than the alternative. Stake isn't advertised anywhere on Kick right now except in the gambling category. So a streamer that is just doing normal gambling outside of that category never exposes their audience to Stake. This argument is like saying, hey look, you should jump off a cliff. And you say, but when I like die, when I hit the bottom? Yeah, you will. But like before that though, you're fine. But shouldn't I consider the, like the long-term implications of my actions or what's likely gonna happen based on what I'm doing? No, just think about all the time before you hit the ground, it's gonna be super good. Like what I'm saying here is, it's absolutely an inevitable consequence of stake growing bigger as a company and kick growing some level of market dominance that more of the website will be dedicated towards advertising stake. That is the end game. Stake was created and exists for the purpose of enabling gambling and advertising gambling. That they don't do it as blatantly now because they don't have any any level of market dominance is not an argument to say they won't do it later. Because obviously they're going to do it later. In the same way that if you jump off a cliff, inevitably you will hit the ground and die. If kick grows bigger, more things will be dedicated to advertising gambling. It is the inevitable consequence of kick growing bigger. Saying, 
Look, it hasn't happened yet, so don't worry about it, is insane. It's like Charlie wants to make an argument here that the suggested potential negative ramifications won't happen, but doesn't have an argument, so just says, don't think about it. In the same way that a person says, hey, you're jumping off a cliff, but don't think about hitting the ground. You haven't hit the ground yet, it's fine. While I didn't know about it at the time, some additional information came to light that's relevant to this issue. It was also found recently that for every single person who goes to kick, the third and fifth slot of the recommendations tab is always recommending slots and casino streamers. So the website is hard coded to draw more attention to gambling. Like obviously. We now return to Charlie's tweet. Meanwhile on Twitch, your viewers are constantly having Amazon shoved down their throats. No matter what. Are they? Outside of Amazon Prime, are you guys having Amazon shoved down your throats? And even then, Charlie's like, look, gambling, problem gambling, things destroyed lives, put people in debt, caused people to commit suicide, kill themselves. L let's, let's be real, that's about as equivalent as like the shopping experience on Amazon for the average user. Like, come on now. Think how many people get addicted to like buying goods and services that they need. I just can't imagine it. Like these things are totally in the same league here. Like, get real. They're clearly not. Thus supporting an evil company. Kick literally pays Amazon money to exist. We accept all the premises so far. Before we had one evil company, and now we have two evil companies with that second evil company directly funding the first, giving it more money. Why would we want this? This this just on this foundation here seems like a worst case scenario. Like if you want to make the case that supporting Amazon is bad and just as bad as supporting Kick, then surely Kick must be worse because anyone on it is doing both. I think streaming contracts are also better for your audience regardless of the platform because then you don't have to rely on your viewers giving you money through subs or donations, which I think everyone can agree is a good thing. Where does he think the money comes from to pay for streamer contracts? It's the viewers. It just indirectly comes from the viewers. Subs and donations is way better because people only give what they can afford or what they want to spend at any given time. It is directly contributing to something that you want to exist existing. The alternative is that the websites sell advertising space and bombard the viewers with ads trying to convince them to buy products and that money is then given to the streamers. It is the viewers giving money to the streamers but indirectly using the platform and advertisements. It's still coming from the viewers. The only reason people are paying money for the ads is because it gets money from the viewers. And so rather than all or a lion's share of the money coming from the viewers to the creator. Instead, most of it's going to the platform via the advertisements and then the streamer's getting a little bit less. Like, where does he think the money comes from for these agreements? Again, it's the viewers. In the case of subs or donations, like the people who can most afford to give the money traditionally do because they have the money. In the case of streamer contracts paid via ads, regardless where the money comes from, it ultimately comes from viewers, that's not necessarily the case. It affects everyone. Being able to turn subs and donations off so viewers can just enjoy the content without feeling the need to pay would be great for everyone. And where, where the fuck does the money come from then? For the streamer contracts! How are the ads that would pay for those streamer contracts not more disruptive than potentially sub and donation messages? Like Charlie's existing in this world, there's just like an infinite money tree. I imagine most streamers would love to not make money from their fans and streaming contracts could eliminate the need. It still comes from the fans. So Charlie's second post, says, I would agree completely if steak was advertised on the site, but right now it's not. It's the same argument. Don't be concerned about what will happen if you jump off the cliff. When you're in free fall, everything's gonna be fine. Do not be concerned about the inevitable consequences of your actions. Just enjoy the ride. 
That could change in the future. It's not a matter of could. It's like, again, you're jumping off a cliff. You're going to hit the ground. That is just an inevitable consequence of what you've just done. But right now, stake is only in the gambling category, so streamers doing anything other than gambling aren't turning their viewers into gambling addicts. This one is at least not as bad, because it talks about the moral culpability where you're not directly doing something, but you're potentially indirectly doing it. So take me, for example, playing GT Online. It is hypothetically possible that by advertising GT Online, I cause a person to get really into the game, not study as much, fail their exams, potentially spend all their money on shark cards and end up on the street. It could happen. In fact, if I do what I'm doing long enough, eventually something like that's going to happen to someone where my influence on someone is going to be negative because that's just a natural consequence of having influence on tens of thousands, if not millions of people over a long enough time. Eventually, my influence must be negative at some point due to a person's particular circumstances. Am I to blame for that? I would say no, but in a large part, it depends on how likely negative ramifications are and how directly you're involved with those negative ramifications. If you are a person who believes that gambling online is a bad thing and that problem gambling is a bad thing and you work to promote stake and make it successful and profitable, even by your own standards, that it should be considered to you a bad thing and you are doing a bad thing. But I wouldn't necessarily blame everyone who streams on kick. I would probably agree with this. There could be argued to be enough of a degree of separation that you wouldn't be morally culpable necessarily. For example, if I work to influence your lives in any way, that's going to have some potential to bring you in line with things that will impact you negatively. I guess it does depend on how likely it is for a person to go to kick for a particular streamer, say, and end up getting involved in gambling. And I don't know how I would assess that. This is more complicated, I think. I started watching you while working on my last project and my last job. It helped me a lot on these long nights. I mean, as an argument there, obviously you're looking at trying to balance out the positives that your actions are having and the potential negatives. In the case of Kick, my main argument is that there are no positives for the viewers. Moving to Kick does not in any way, shape or form represent a positive change for any viewer. It is not the case that Amazon and Twitch are a worse influence and will be more likely to lead people to harm than Kick. Moving to Kick can only represent a higher chance of that negative ramification, right? And whether or not I'm going to think you're okay in doing that is going to largely depend on your circumstances. I'll constantly keep bringing this up. It's like the difference between a poor person stealing a loaf of bread and a rich person stealing a loaf of bread. I don't consider those things to be morally equivalent. Your circumstances do matter. In the case of XQC, he was at the top of Twitch where tens of millions of dollars, didn't have to work another day in his life. He had no reason to move to kick. And I don't think there can be a good argument to say that his viewers would be more negatively affected by him being on Twitch than him being on kick. I think it's fairly obvious that there is an increased risk of harm to those people. But this is more complicated to me. Everything else here just did not make sense. But this is more complicated because there's no certain answer to this question. There's no objective answer as to how morally culpable you are for potential indirect harms. So Charlie continues. It's no different than Twitch right now with their slots and casinos category that is always a top 20 category on Twitch. So the reason why this is different is because, as I mentioned in one of my previous tweets, if your goal is to reduce gambling and you believe it's a bad thing, you obviously have a much higher chance of doing that on Twitch than Kick. Not only is gambling not a necessary aspect of Twitch, not only have they in the past at least limited gambling to some degree, but obviously you're going to have a much higher chance of influencing Amazon or Twitch to limit gambling on the website than you're going to be able to influence Kick 
that only exists to have gambling on the website. So it's not the same. And obviously relative to their size, there is astronomically more gambling on Kick than there is on Twitch. It is that issue that Charlie had in the beginning of what he said, where he's saying that two things are bad means they are the same, just because they're bad. He insinuated that if you do something illegal, that means you must be open for all illegal things to be allowable. When obviously different illegal acts can be considered morally different. Two things existing the same in one category does not mean they exist the same in all categories. This is a false equivalency. It is always advertising gambling services, but Twitch streamers that aren't in that category aren't sending their viewers there to convert them into gambling fiends. I mean, that's true, but I mean, we've kind of covered that before. Twitch's bread and butter monetization is Amazon services sign up. So Twitch is constantly funneling your viewers to their services, which again supports an evil corporation. But again, it doesn't directly harm the viewers. It's the issue again of de degrees of separation. If I sell you a product that turns out that company through various different offshore accounts is giving money to some bad person, this should not be seen as exactly the same as me just like selling you poison. The degree of separation there is very different, especially if, if you're not aware of that potential pipeline of harm that the, in the first case. Like it's quite obvious that no viewer is harmed by using Amazon. And the degree to which you can say Amazon is doing harm in the world is debatable. You're going to make the argument that Amazon is not only bad, but that it is the worst conceivable thing. That we have another better option to achieve the same good things that Amazon does. You've got to judge Amazon based on its good and bad against the good and bad of a alternative. And that's not being done here. It is just Amazon does bad things and therefore it is irredeemable in every aspect, which that cannot be the case. But Steak, on the other hand, what is the good that Steak does? It's clear that Amazon does good. Whether you want to say that good offsets it's bad, I don't know about enough the details about the bad things Amazon does to say, or the potential alternatives to Amazon. If Amazon closed down, what would we be left with? Whatever. But what does Steak do that's good? It, it is just nothing but bad. Both companies are scummy, but that doesn't matter. It's a matter of which is more scummy, which is worse. Most of life is picking your poison and you want to pick the poison that gives you a tummy ache rather than kills you. Vilifying every streamer who goes to kick is just a little weird when Twitch is guilty of comparable moral shitty practices. Uh, okay, again, this is just a stretch. Is he really trying to make the case that Twitch is, like, just Twitch by itself, is as bad as Steak? Like, Amazon didn't create Twitch. Twitch existed as its own entity before Amazon. Kick exists as an integral part of Steak. Like, it's, it only exists for the purposes of gambling. It's funny because if Amazon didn't own Twitch, his whole argument would be thrown out the window. Twitch exists on its own before. Exactly. Like, what are the comparable immoral things that Twitch has done? How could they possibly be morally equivalent? Backed by gambling, very bad. Backed by exploitative and aggressively marketed incentivized corporation, also bad. But again, two things can be bad, existing in the same category, and still not be equivalents. I am sure Charlie would recognize that being stabbed or shot in the face are both bad, but I'm sure he has massively a preference for one over the two. Every bad thing about Twitch, Kick either does now worse or will inevitably do worse due to the nature of the business model that exists and funds live streaming. There is no reality where changes to Kick are going to make it a more moral company than Twitch. In terms of vilifying every streamer who goes to Kick, for me, it ultimately depends on their particular circumstances when they're moving. But I hate these moral arguments. I'm more interested in like, the likely outcomes of Kick becoming more popular, growing, and potentially rivaling Twitch. And I just don't see that as a good outcome. Like, why would anyone want that outside of selfish motivations? What is the argument for the benefit to the viewer? 
if it indeed it is a choice between the viewers being advertised Amazon services versus largely being advertised gambling, obviously Amazon services are less harmful. I would be staggered if Stake somehow treats their employees better than Amazon does. And if they do, whether that's merely a manifestation of them being a smaller company. So Osternox says in response, you didn't have to go over the word limit to say you can't tell the difference between a site that's only digital slot machines and a site where people buy laundering detergents. Stake isn't advertised anywhere on Kick right now except the gambling category. Brother, open your eyes. Everyone's on slots. Slots is the first category, I, I guess. He continues by quoting Charlie. I think streaming contracts are better for your audience because then you don't have to rely on viewers giving you money. He of course responds, where is the money coming from, Charlie? Where is the $100 million stake paid XQC coming from? Strain yourself and try some critical thinking. <laughs> I'd like to point out that Charlie's words here are getting like four times as many likes as this dude's. Now, I want to be clear. It's not like I'm biased in favor of this Osternox guy. He seems to be friends with Hassan, so he has terrible taste in people. But yeah, obviously what Charlie's saying isn't great. So Charlie responds to Osternox's response. Your screenshot literally shows what I mean. Stake isn't on the site until you go into that gambling category, so I don't know what point you're making. You can't argue that an obvious eventual reality of the future is not relevant or important. I I'm gonna repeat this time and time again. If that argument works, then you must argue that jumping off a cliff is perfectly safe and fine, because you can just ignore that you're gonna hit the ground and die. The argument isn't simply a matter of what's happening right now, but what is likely gonna happen in the future based on the actions that you take now. We consider the future for a reason. Very weird to reduce Amazon to a site to buy laundry detergents when it is one of the most evil corporations openly operating today. Look, I, I don't want to defend Amazon, okay? I, I don't, but what does he mean? Like, I know people talk about like um, poor worker conditions, but I see but that's more a manifestation of how large Amazon is as a company, right? And the individual circumstances of a worker at Amazon depends on where that worker is. Work, Amazon workers in Australia are not being treated the same way as Amazon workers in America because they, they legally can't be treated the same. And again, what is Amazon doing that Stake isn't doing? Is Charlie arguing that like Stake workers are treated like the best ever? Am I really defending Amazon? No, I'm not really defending Amazon more saying that this is just a manifestation of the particular laws and regulations of wherever those workers are. All companies will do this at this size. It's just a manifestation of capitalism to reduce your costs. And I don't think Stake is somehow doing this better. It's again this point of two things are bad, therefore they're equivalently bad. No argument is being put forth here to make that case. It is just, they exist in the same category, then that must be true. But I guess that doesn't matter to you in this case because you can buy things from them. It does matter what good things a company does in comparison to what bad it does. Because all companies exist and will do bad. And judging them merely on that bad is obviously not going to be fair. But in the case of stake, I ask again, what is the good? Your statement of where does the money for the contract come from is laughable and Twitch and Amazon's contract money isn't coming from a good place either. No, so Charlie didn't understand the point there. The point was that it's coming from the viewers. Like obviously, the contracts aren't somehow changing something in terms of the viewers ultimately funding the streamers. It's literally money made on the corpses of their workers and the decades of human rights violations. Again, I do not think every Amazon worker is treated poorly nor do I think they're necessarily treated worse than just like the average person in a very large corporation like Amazon. Charlie might be being hyperbolic here in terms of corpses of their workers, but as far as Stake is concerned, they likely have killed people. I wish I was more thorough in these sections, so I'll just add this little bit here. 
The point is that Amazon has literally millions of workers and has had dozens of them die. All of these deaths are tragic, especially those that are due to Amazon's negligence. But gambling, on the other hand, is one of the leading causes of suicide. It alone causes the deaths of tens of thousands of people each year. Stake is an unregulated, fairly untraceable, in many cases a legal website that pushes one of the leading causes of suicide globally. It does next to nothing to protect its customers and does nothing to limit them. Nothing that happens on Twitch will significantly impact how Amazon's workers are treated. But what happens on Kick will impact how many people are negatively impacted by Stake. There is absolutely no upside to the continued advertisement of Stake or Stake growing bigger as a company. The positive versus negative impact that Amazon has globally is one that can be discussed. Such a debate does not exist for Stake. It is just all bad. If Charlie wanted to make a defense of people moving to Kick, fine. But the implicit and explicit defenses of Kick and Stake were uncalled for and do not make sense. Again, we're in a situation where we have to support one or the other. So merely listing all the bad things one does isn't an argument. All arguments comparing two things must be the good and bad of one thing and the good and bad of the other. And all Charlie doing is saying, here's all the bad things of one. That's not a fair argument. In the same way that if I listed all the negatives of you having feet, that shouldn't convince you to let me chop them off with an axe. You'd be insane to do that. So the exclusive contracts myself, your boss, and every other Twitch streamer signed aren't morally clean either. Again, I think he's missing the point of what he was trying to say in terms of the viewers still fund those contracts. And yes, this money being taken from viewers via gambling as opposed to selling them goods and services is probably also worse. A child being served a Twitch ad saying, buy Amazon Prime to earn a free sub to support your favorite streamer and all these other benefits is also horrible because it's funneling your audience into their ecosystem under the belief it's a good thing because it's helping the creator they like. Again, I don't see the harm that is being caused to a person by ending up buying Amazon products. What's the harm there? The suggestion that crypto gambling in an online casino that is based in some random goddamn country in a shack is somehow equivalent to buying a toothbrush on Amazon is just crazy. Kick doesn't have ads like that at the moment because it's funded by goddamn investor money. Again, it's this argument. We're in the air right now. We haven't hit the ground yet, so don't be concerned. This is the end game. It is the only end game that exists. Just ignoring the end result, ignoring the destination is not an argument. Kick doesn't have ads like that at the moment. Gamble $20 a month on stake to earn a free sub to support your favorite streamer. But it might in the future, who knows? What do you mean who knows? It's why the site exists. It's like if KFC like started sponsoring Twitch and right now they weren't serving chicken. And it's like, who knows, man? Maybe they might have some integration selling chicken in the future. Well, obviously it's KFC. I don't know if this gambling website that was built by a gambling company who has like the main thing on it gambling is ever going to advertise gambling more directly than they already are. <laughs> that hundred million they just spent, they don't want that back. It's fine. <laughs> the millions they're spending, giving to Amazon to maintain themselves, it's fine. They don't want that back. It's all right. It is horrible if a kid sees their favorite streamer gambling and promoting casinos. And if the platform pushes that, then obviously it's a bad thing. Kick understandably deserves criticism. I'm just confused on why you're all of a sudden minimizing the very real evil that Twitch peddles and making it seem like it's somehow a morally pure platform to stream on, whereas everyone on Kick is a bad person. Okay, maybe because this dude was really hard on Kick, Charlie felt like he had to play the defense and just be like really hard on Amazon. So Austin Knox response, genuinely impressed you can put into words, everything wrong with Amazon, exploiting consumers and workers. And in the same tweet say, Stake's website is better for viewers because it doesn't have ads. I mean, he did kind of say that, like it's, Kick is a new venture created by the founders of EasyGo and Stake.com with new studios in Australia and Europe. 
Like, I'm convinced, but you should tell the owners of Kick. Kick Gaming's vision is to be the leading content provider in the gambling industry. Trying to make the argument that Kick, you know, they're, they're not really interested in peddling their gambling to as many people as possible. What are you talking about, man? Charlie doesn't want to alienate his stream of friends who took the deal and doesn't want to ruin a potential contract with Kick in the future. As the famous quote goes, it is difficult to get a man to understand something when his bag depends on his not understanding it. I love that quote because it so readily applies to uh, reaction content, but... So this should be Charlie's last response. This Ostanox guy is saying a lot fewer words because he's not Twitter blue, but... Are you even reading my tweets? I mentioned streaming contracts in general being better for viewers so streamers don't keep asking for their viewers' money. But that doesn't make them better! The contract money still has to come from the viewers just indirectly. And again, the inconvenience that indirectness causes is usually far more. Me going, hey, you guys got some Twitch Primes is less obtrusive than the ads that pay for those streamer contracts. Clearly, they could turn off donations and subs if streaming contracts became more normalized. Well, no, because as we find out from Twitch, they need the sub money. That's why they keep trying to reduce the, the amount. They need a cut of the donations while they keep adding bits and, and hype chats and stuff. There is not a bottomless pool for streaming contracts. These streaming contracts have to be paid somehow, and at least right now, they are in part paid for by donations and subs. So if everyone who got a streaming contract turned off their donations and subs, there will be less money for streaming contracts, which would necessitate more ads, which would be more disruptive for viewers. You aren't actually even engaging with anything I'm saying and instead are fighting a ghost of words you put in my mouth. I'll be real with you, given how little that Austinox wrote, I'm not sure that's really fair to say. The ads mention I made is how Kick is currently not shoving their parents' company's evil down the throats of viewers on the platform. Right, because they're a new company. They've been around for less than a year. It isn't that they would do this less, it is that companies don't traditionally do that at the beginning. And obviously as a consequence of them getting bigger, becoming more successful, becoming more rooted in the market, they will do this. He's comparing Twitch that is like over a decade in its life and its practices to a company that is brand new. As if the Twitch 2.0 wouldn't just become Twitch doing the exact same thing at some point in the future. In other words, Kick taking over Twitch wouldn't reduce the amount of this in the long term. To put it another way, Kick wants to do this, but they can't. Because it would prevent people like Charlie from disingenuously defending their company. They want Charlie going, hey, hey, but they're not advertising right now so they can advertise later. Whereas that is what Twitch's backbone, promoting Amazon Prime benefits and services. Yeah, again, I, I don't agree with this assessment that advertising illegal crypto gambling is the same thing as advertising buying toothbrushes on Amazon. Or that the underlying foundations of what makes Stake's business run is somehow more ethical than what makes Amazon's business run. Or that necessarily Amazon is doing more harm than good in the world compared to potential alternatives. Because again, it isn't a matter of finding something pure that doesn't cause harm. It is finding the best case scenario right now. And obviously we have a better chance of Amazon being better or Twitch being better at least than Kick, given the source of their funding and what they're trying to achieve. You seem so willing to excuse the fact that many Twitch streamers, myself included, as well as your favorite streamers, have accepted contract money from a company that has literally killed their workers and violated human rights for decades, but not as a function of their business. To put it another way, any business at a large enough scale will eventually kill someone. You ever heard stories about people who are like in trucking bays or something, happen to be in the wrong place, wrong time, uh, a dude accidentally starts a truck and, and like a pallet will fall at the black and like crush him into a paste? That happens. That's not a function of their business. Amazon's goal isn't to kill their workers or to harm them in any capacity. And the degree of violating human rights is probably about the same as any company at that scale. Because all companies at their scale are trying their hardest to pay their workers the least and, and, and get the most out of them and whatnot. Again, it isn't a question of does Amazon do this, but are they worse at this than Kick? 
And does your engaging in Twitch somehow exacerbate these problems? And I don't think it does. Whether or not Charlie personally took a Twitch contract from Amazon is not going to radically change the trajectory of Twitch as a platform or Amazon in terms of its business model. But XQC, for example, taking a contract at Kick could potentially do that. Kick's existence in this market is tentative. And so actions that you take in terms of defending them will have an impact, at least a greater impact than you're likely gonna have on Twitch and Amazon. They did though, they cared so much about saving money that they gave their workers unsafe working conditions which led to death. No, I mean, as an eventual reality over a long enough time period, there will be people who will die on the job. It's, it's impossible for that not to happen. Even if capitalism didn't exist, accidents will happen. Mistakes will happen. Human error will happen. There is no way to make life so safe that no accident will ever happen and people will die. It, 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 just, it just can't be done. Any company that lasts long enough with enough workers will eventually see one of them tragically accidentally die. If you're arguing that Amazon workers died due to negligence, that is a different case entirely. But again, I don't think it's a function or a desired outcome of Amazon. More a manifestation of companies of that size traditionally engaging in those practices. As Amazon isn't more to blame for that existing than Stake is. Because again, it isn't a defense of Amazon, merely a relative comparison of them to alternatives, which is the only thing I'm interested in. It is certainly possible that Amazon, as a weighting of the good versus bad, is better than stake. And as sad as that is about the world, that is traditionally the choices that we get. What is the least bad thing? That evil and the workers suffering is not somehow less meaningful or more excusable than what stake does. Why not? I don't understand. Obviously degrees of suffering matter. They are both bad. This is you choosing what you believe is the less of evils, which is good, which is what you should do, which is fine. But I don't get why you're taking a moral high ground and calling everyone else bad on the other platform since Twitch is not morally good to begin with. Is it not? I just don't agree with this assessment that Twitch and Kick are somehow causing or have the potential to cause equal amounts of harm in the world. And that people on Twitch are as morally culpable potentially as those on Kick for the potential harms caused by the platform. Because obviously anyone moving to Kick right now is setting the fate for the platform moving into the future. Where anyone on Twitch is not. Twitch is here to stay. The Kick screenshot is exactly what I mean when I say if Kick pushes gambling, then it's horrible. If the goal is straight gambling addicts, then obviously it's unforgivable. But that, that is their goal. That's their entire business model. What do you mean if? Currently is not doing that. Yeah, but that is, that is its stated goal, as he just showed. The only way it would never do this is if it never succeeds. There's no ads, stake calls to actions, or anything outside of the gambling category. Again, it is just, you haven't hit the ground yet, so don't be concerned. If a streamer isn't gambling, then no viewers get exposed to stake, since it is all isolated to one specific category right now, just like Twitch. Again, I hate issues of moral degrees of separation. I mean, we could make more extreme examples, perhaps. Where like, let's say you're hosting a jamboree for troubled teens. And you happen to host it in a place where Nazis constantly exist to discuss their ideas and to hang out and stuff. And you spend all your time attempting to attract these troubled youths to this area, which you've specifically chosen to be around these Nazis. When you have other alternatives, would you consider that person to be irresponsible and potentially morally culpable for any of those people listening to the Nazis or getting influenced by the Nazis and themselves becoming Nazis? You can see the problem there, but it's like, there's no answer to that question. It's like, kind of, because you have other alternatives. So to put it another way, if Twitch is less harmful to viewers than Kick, and you specifically choose Kick for selfish reasons, then you are, to some extent, culpable for any 
additional harm that befalls your viewers because you had another alternative that would have reduced that harm, but you chose not to take it for selfish reasons. But again, that's predicated on the idea that Twitch will likely lead to less harm to viewers, which I'm afraid is an argument that I believe in. And of course, that will come down to individual person's circumstances. Like if they can't get by live streaming and only on kick can they get by, maybe that's a little bit of a different story. Ways of potential harm to self versus potential harm to other people. But it's a tricky question. It being the top category isn't surprising, talking about kick, since the first adopters were gambling streamers, so obviously it's their most popular. It doesn't seem like foul play or forcing it to the top. Is it still trying to present this idea that kick isn't there to advertise gambling? Same way the three gambling categories on Twitch are always top 20. It's not forcing those categories on Twitch. They're just there because of the viewer numbers being high, which makes it high on the feature list. Sure, Again, more interested in the outcomes as opposed to the morality of it. If we had the goal of less gambling existing online, less gambling influencing people's lives negatively, do we have a better chance of doing that on Twitch and with Amazon or with Kick and Stake? And the obvious, obvious answer is Twitch. If you are hoping for Kick to succeed or in some way are supporting Kick in their success, you are to some degree accepting that there will be more gambling more problem gambling, because that is the goal of the website. I'm not saying there can't be circumstances where your value of yourself and your own well-being won't trump what potential minimal impact you'll have on other people in that regard. I don't understand this impression you have of me trying to appeal to Kick executives when I was literally one of the first people to call out Kick and Stake Connection on launch. So this is a surprisingly hostile response. Wasn't he just defending Kick? Or to put it another way, on launch, Kick had not given anyone $100 million. And suddenly, $100 million goes to XQC. Charlie friends with a lot of big streamers, potentially with XQC, potentially himself wants one of these contracts as he took one a kick. And now suddenly he's going to bat for kick. Like, not saying that's actually what happened in terms of his thought process, although I do have a very negative opinion of Charlie's care for others. But from an outsider perspective, you can see how that interpretation would make sense. Your willingness to call out kick when there's no downside to you doing that, when all sentiment is against kick, is very different than you now calling out kick when the sentiment has some to some degree shifted. Charlie very often toes the line of the popular opinion and is influenced by that majority wave sort of thing. And so before it being against kick makes sense that Charlie was against it. Now, more so either side or maybe even a little bit in favor of kick on Twitter, of course, I would expect Charlie to be maybe not singing the praises of kick, but at least like playing a little bit of defense. Twitch creates gambling addicts too through the same category Kick does. I mean, I mean, again, this idea, in terms of scale, Twitch's ability to do that and desire to do that is infinitesimally small compared to Kick. What we're talking about is a reality where Twitch is replaced by Kick. That is the end goal of Kick. That is what those who are on Kick want to do. And that reality happening, obviously, the amount of problem gamblers that are going to be created is nowhere comparable. And again, we have the possibility of reducing gambling on Twitch. We don't on Kick. They are both bad, and we shouldn't be giving Twitch a pass, and I don't agree with labeling everyone on Kick as bad people. Yeah, I, I, would, I would agree with that last statement, in terms of labeling everyone on Kick as bad people. Traditionally on Twitter, or when tempers are flared, you speak less nuanced. He could merely be speaking about all these successful people moving over to Kick. That's potentially more defensible. Like, to be clear, there are complicated moral issues in terms of degrees of separation into, for, for harm of other people. But I just don't find a lot of the arguments that Charlie's making to defend Kick here or to overemphasize Amazon's flaws as fair or reasonable. And that's why these posts were interesting to me. So Austin Knox had one last response. If the goal is to create gambling addicts, then obviously it's unforgivable. We agree. I see Kick owners say our goal is to create gambling addicts and go, that's bad. 
You see it and break out the printing press to engage them in debate. Like, goddamn, this is their ad copy. <laughs> and it's just a picture of Kick with, like, a slot machine attached to it. That is pretty damn blatant. Yeah, I, I don't know who Charlie's kidding on that front. I get that you don't want to label everyone who works promo for the Orphan Crushing Factory a bad guy. But you're out here arguing it's actually equally immoral to pitch your viewers on free shipping versus a gambling disorder. Like, dude. Only thing Austinox, I think, got wrong there was his declaring that everyone who goes over to kick is bad. It depends how he's defining bad, I suppose, in that context. Because obviously there's going to be some people who are unknowing going over to kick, or people who are in dire straits, like they, they're getting nowhere, they, they have nothing or whatever. They're in an industry that's not really giving them a chance, and so they're moving over there for a chance or what have you. These people are harder for me to judge than those who already have fucktons and are just going over there to have even more fucktons. In the same way, it's a different judgment, a poor person stealing a loaf of bread versus a rich person stealing a loaf of bread. Your circumstances do matter in terms of my judging you negatively. And to say again, I will not declare outright that I'll never end up on kick. It is merely that those circumstances that would enable that to happen are extraordinarily unrealistic. For example, Amazon could buy kick and remove all gambling and shut down Twitch. Then I'd move to kick. Kick could be bought by someone and just remove all the gambling. And I would be on, I'd be fine going on kick. I could be offered so much money that I could do so much good with that, that it would offset any potential harm that my being on kick would cause. The terms of the contract could be so lenient that, like, let's say I'm, I have to stream on kick 10 minutes a week for a million dollars. Like, yeah, okay. There's, there's no real harm going to be done for that. Or the harm so minimal that my value of my own well-being trumps the minimal harm they'll cause to other people. Because it's a necessity in life that you must be willing to, in some cases, have negative ramifications for others in order to survive. It's like when you go and get a job and you get, it, you get that job. If you didn't get that job, someone else would have had that job and potentially had the benefits from that. The other applicants, for example. And those applicants now are a little bit worse off and potentially have to spend more time looking for work that they wouldn't otherwise have to had you not taken that job. But of course, in those circumstances, you argue that you're deserving of it. Unless, of course, you've engaged in some sort of cronyism or nepotism or what have you. What I mean is, there are circumstances where you can justifiably cause inconvenience or harm to others for self-benefit. Because that's just a factor of existing that that will happen. It's just on the whole, you want to believe you're doing more good than harm in this world. Obviously, they don't resemble the reasons anyone else goes to kick. Oh, sure, I'm, I'm not saying that these are reasons anyone else goes or these are other people's justifications. I mean that I never like to make absolute statements about my actions that will happen in the future because circumstances will always change. And there can always be variables known now or unseen in the future that will change my position on the issue. Like I would never say, I will never go to the kick. Never, it will never happen. Like you never hear me say such declarative statements about fucking anything. I can only say to you now that it's not something I want to do based on present circumstances. And none of the circumstances that would make that a likely eventuality are very realistic. And as a person who does not want kick to succeed, who believes that kick does not represent a good thing for either streamers or viewers, I cannot help but judge poorly those who already have so much, who are trying to prop up this thing that they can't possibly think is good for the industry and who can't possibly believe is really a better alternative to Twitch and Amazon. Like, really. It is funny, though, that the mistake Austinox made calling all people who moved to kick bad people is similar to what I did with the reactors. And he'd make the exact same case I would in that it is inconceivable that they don't all believe to some degree that they're doing something wrong. Like, sure, hypothetically, some could be ignorant, but it doesn't seem likely. 
Although I would argue it's far more obvious with reaction content than it is with kick, but uh, I'm obviously I'm biased in that respect. <laughs> you can probably see why I much prefer to write things down for complicated moral issues. Like I had already read everything that Charlie said, but it's not like in real time that I can remember everything I wanted to say. And I'm sure listening to that back again, there'd be things that I would be like, ah, oh, didn't phrase that well enough, man. Oh, I could put a little bit more information there and stuff. If it was a more important topic to me, I would do the legwork. So we ended here. Thank you for watching and joining me on my new channel. I wish you all the best.